Welcome to Best Picture This, where it is always Oscar season. I'm Mike. And I'm Brian. In this show, we dissect every Best Picture nominee from the 21st century and decide whether we would keep it or kick it from its Oscar pedestal. But before we start, Brian, I, we mm-hmm. got to talk about your clothes. The low-cut <laughs> shirts, the short skirts. You, you got to wear more professional clothing I, to the I'm studio. I'm sorry, but I will wear whatever I want, Mike. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. In 2000, the nominees for Best Picture were Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Chocolat, Gladiator, and Two from director Steven Soderbergh. The great. The great Steven Soderbergh. Soderbergh. One was Traffic and today's movie, Aaron Brockovich. Here's the trailer. Um, You have no actual training. I have kids. Learned a lot right there. Yeah, and I'm great with people. When I was first out of high school, I got married and had a kid too young. I'm an extremely fast learner. You got a really nice office. Look. You want my number. I do. How about this for number six? That's how old my daughter is. Eight is the age of my son. Two is how many times I've been divorced. Sixteen is the number of dollars I have in my bank account. I'm so glad we got that out of the way, because I didn't find you attractive either. Then we're even. (laughs) I'm smart, I'm hardworking, and I'll do anything, and I'm not leaving here without a job. Don't make me beg. In a law firm, you may want to rethink your wardrobe a little. Well, as long as I have one ass instead of two, I'll wear what I like, if that's all right with you. You might want to rethink those ties. Why are there medical records and blood samples in real estate files? Would you mind if I investigate this a little further? What makes you think you can just walk in there and find what we need? They're called boobs, Ed. Can I just... Yeah, just... Exavalent chromium can be very harmful. So it kills people. Oh, yeah. You're a lawyer? Hell no. I hate lawyers. I just work for them. We're going to have to spend a little time filling in the holes in your research. Don't talk to me like I'm an idiot, okay? I think we got off on the wrong foot here. That's all you got, lady. Two wrong feet and ugly shoes. You gotta find a different job or a different guy. For the first time in my life, I got people respecting me. Please, don't ask me to give it up. You're emotional, you're erratic, you make this personal, and it isn't. That is my work, my sweat, my time away from my kids. If that's not personal, I don't know what is. We're gonna get them, Evan, aren't we? They're all signed, every single one. How did you do this? Seeing as how I have no brains or legal expertise, I just went out there and performed 634 sexual favors. I'm really quite tired. $20 million is more money than these people have ever dreamed of. These people don't dream about being rich. They dream about being able to watch their kids swim in a pool without worrying that they'll have to have a hysterectomy at the age of 20. By the way, we had that water brought in special for you folks. Keep it or kick it, Mike. Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> It's a straightforward David and Goliath story, and it works, but I'm just not sure that it's very special, and I've, I've got to kick it. I also will kick it. However, the more I thought about this movie, the more I was a little bit tempted to It's keep fun. It. I mean, Julia Roberts is like- What's wrong with fun? I was upset with our conversation uh-huh. before we even had it, because I knew we were both going to kick it, and it's going to be it. because it's too fun. I thought this what was What the gonna... heck? What's wrong with being fun? This is a movie. Aren't we supposed to have fun in a movie? Here's a quote. <laughs> 2000, from January 1st, 2000, Dwayne Dudek, Milwaukee Journal, Journal Sentinel, he said, it is a star-driven story of a passionate and colorful character. Are we agreed so far? 
Yes. Star-driven, passionate, and colorful character who undergoes a transformation, although there's a little bit of question about that in my opinion, but we'll see, who undergoes a transformation along the way and wins the lottery in the end, so to speak. What's not to love? And I kept going back to that quote, like, why am I kicking this movie? Where did it fall flat? But it did, it did somewhat. I think um, it's enjoyable. She is colorful. Mm-hmm. I don't think that she's complicated. I think that it's she is a black and white hero yeah. here. Uh, there's just not a whole. I mean, she memorizes 600 client phone numbers because that she I cares that much, Brian. I, you you can't buy that anyway. <laughs> memorize all the phone numbers. I mean, come on. Yeah. Unless she must be like a total genius. But that one seemed like definitely a stretch. But Soderbergh even tries to tamp down the martyr thing a little bit. But I think he he thinks that he's tamping down by yeah. how crass and sort of profane she's talking. But that's also a good thing because she's funny. And <laughs> yeah. this is a woman who doesn't take any crap from anybody. She's got no patience for middlemen or sort of faux intellectualism or half measures. How are those not good things? There's yeah. nothing, there's nothing, there's no dark side to Aaron. The Brockovich. dark side is that she's out of control sometimes. I but guess. the problem is. But that's that, how she gets her job. That's how she gets the job done. But when she's out of control, it's some, the times when it's supposed to really make emotional impact, I think you can't really believe how out of control she is. Like in the moment when uh, there's one of the famous scenes, Julia Roberts, she's confronting the lawyers who are helping Ed Masry's law firm that she's working for with the case, Peter Coyote, Vianne Cox, which both do a good job in these little, in these bit roles. Um, She seemed insulted that they would doubt her legal research. Yeah. And you're like, "Uh, Julia, it's probably does have holes in it because you don't know what you're doing, even though you're very passionate. Mm-hmm. But for her to stand up for herself so hardcore, it's like eh, kind of cringing. And then at the very end, spoiler alert, they win the case or they win the settlement. Yeah. Albert Finney, who does also a good job, a little silly sometimes, but does a good job. Yeah. He walks in and is going to give her a check. And he's like, no, uh, I changed the amount. And you're like, duh, it's for more. Everybody gets the joke. Everybody gets the joke except for her. And you're like, come on, stop yelling at the guy. He's gonna give you more money. And I I instead of being like a really big like jump up and cheer, like this is awesome, I'm kind of like, the character just is not quite believable. She's a bit much. That's honestly what it makes me kick the movie because I think that threw me out of it. It made me stop suspending my disbelief during the movie. And I kind of, I couldn't quite, I couldn't quite go along with it, even though I did have fun with it. And, you know, but Albert Finney is great. And that scene. Though, I mean, just as kind of a spoiler, yeah. it'll save us it's, time for later. He was going to sort of be my best acting moment for uh-huh. that. And I love how in his face in that moment, he's like, it was so easy. Yeah. Like, I know it's easy. The audience knew it was going to be easy. She's so predictable I'm that she set can her play up. herself. Yeah. She's just going to go on a rant and yep. I'm just going to sit here and enjoy <laughs> it. And then he kind of does a little dance as and he walks like, out of the room. You suck at, at uh, apologizing, which she does. Yeah. Yeah. She's anyway. terrible at it. Let's do awards. Let's do awards. Okay, so first of all, this did uh, win Best Actress at the Oscars for Julia Roberts. Yeah. It was also nominated for Best Picture, nominated for Albert Finney for Supporting, nominated for Best Director, Steven Soderbergh, and nominated for Best Writing, uh, Susanna Grant. Do you think that the Julia Roberts Award was earned? I haven't looked carefully at who else was nominated recently. Um, 
I do think that it was quite a performance. I think the writing was more of a problem than her performance, as far as some of the lines that didn't quite make sense. Yeah, yeah. Susanna and Grant. Um, it's fun too, just yeah. having the fact that she did so many rom coms and, exactly. and light movies, and then for her to do this, yeah. it's kind of a um, yeah. you know that's always a fun turn. Susanna Grant also was a Party of Five writer hmm. for quite a while of the Fox show, and she wrote Pocahontas, the Disney movie. Um, so anyway, you get a little bit of a flavor for her. So let's go to our own best directing, acting, and writing moments. I will start us off. Do it. Best directing. Um, first of all, I thought this was kind of interesting. Another quote. This is from uh, Robert Blackwelder, SplicedWire.com. Soderbergh deserves accolades for making a 100% Hollywood movie that kicks Hollywood's butt. <laughs> Now, kicks Hollywood's butt. I did not understand why he was nominated for best director in this movie. Totally get it on traffic. In fact, he deserved best director for traffic, in my opinion. However, for this one, I didn't really understand like what he was doing with the visuals that made it really stand out that much, to be honest. And um, another another directing quote, David Newsare. I don't really know who he is, but he's another know person who who reviewed it in 2000 he said it's predictable yet engaging but aaron brockovich would not have been as compelling had a less edgy director helmed it i don't know what was edgy about this one yeah i um, mean it's a comedy the, i think yeah it's sort of it's sort pretty of a much. social yeah. comedy I, I don't know it's an underdog comedy the best directing moment that i thought was actually at the at the pretty early on in the first few minutes when she got into the car accident she's trying to hound her lawyer and it cuts back and forth to like she's in one outfit, different, different, um, you know, she's holding the kid for, in one pose in a different room and she keeps calling. But it's almost like it's one conversation that she's having with her lawyer. And but the cuts kind of show passage of time in a very economical way. And I thought that was pretty effective. Mm. Best directing moment. Yeah, mine is less to do with style um, and more to do with a choice, I guess. Sight and Sound Magazine's Andrew O'Hear, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, wrote that perhaps the best thing about the movie is that, quote, even its fairy tale resolution doesn't offer a magical transformation. And I totally agree with that. Um, the scene where Aaron tells Donna Jenser, played by Marge, Halgenberger, a lot of names here yeah. I'm having to throw There's, out, yeah. but Marge Halgenberger, um, who I also considered for best acting moment about the settlement, Aaron tells her that she's going to be making $5 million and just the way that she plays that. Yeah, that was a good scene. That, that's great. But I picked, I'm picking this exactly because this is sort of where the courtroom scene would be, I feel like, in yeah. other maybe lesser moments, but instead Soderbergh keeps the story really personal. There's no swelling victorious music. There's no forced tension in that, like, what's the jury going to do? Because there is no jury. Yeah. Um, so it is a settlement. So it's kind of that's built into the story yeah, anyway. They, they could have done something funky with the material to, yeah, to force exactly. a courtroom and I scene, feel, which they did. I didn't. feel like other, other movies might have done that. But yeah. I think that Soderbergh understands that this movie is about process. And so he kind of lets... Mm -hmm. um, he lets that speak for itself. And it's just kind of hard work, hard work, hard work, payoff. And I mean, really, the payoff is literal in this movie because people are still sick. They're still suffering from this problem, um, but they get some money and that's something. Mm -hmm. And Aaron Brockovich got 20 million. Two million. Oh, yeah. Julia Roberts got 20 for being in it, <laughs> yeah. which we'll get to. In the first scene, Julia Roberts is asking for a job. You know, that was part of the trailer. And I thought that was the moment where I thought, because I knew going in, Julia Roberts won for this. And I thought that actually that first scene was a standout to me because 
um, she's, she's, she's pretending, uh, she's an actor who's acting like somebody else in, in the movie itself. Right. So she's, she's this brash, you know, character, but she's pretending to be, you know, a great employee, a, a, uh, uh, you know, she's trying to make her own non-resume look good. And as soon as she sees that she's not going to get the job, she has this like sideways glance, like, Oh boy, I know I didn't get it. And I just, I thought that was, it was just, it was a look, you know, it's, it's when a great actress like, like her can, um, just communicate so much. Yeah. You can see inside their head for that moment and you can understand what they're thinking without them saying anything. It's kind of the epitome of what great acting is to me when you, you can bring that much more to it without even saying it. Um, the best writing moment to me was one line when she's talking to Aaron Eckhart's character, who is kind of a little bit goofy in my opinion, but um, her, when, when, when she's at her most vulnerable, one of the most vulnerable moments in the movie. And she was like, I was miss Wichita. I thought I was going places again. I thought there was some real, pathos there in that scene i yeah. love the line where she says i still have my tiara i wrote yeah, that down that was it's a great such line a small it moment is. and for my best writing moment i was actually going to cheat and say like aaron's one-liners and then i was going to rattle off Which a bunch are a of, ton them. of them the trailer did the work for me yeah i mean they're all in the trailer <laughs> and it, it kind of just highlights the fact that um susanna grant who wrote the movie is just really good at communicating a lot in small yeah. sort of witty snappy moments it's it's interesting though because i have a i have this is why i love movies more than tv a lot of times because i think in tv it feels like there's this extra pressure to make so many one-liners and in a movie maybe because you got two hours you can a little bit breathe and be a little more realistic sometimes but i think this felt a little more tv like with like Every line, every scene had to end with like Julia Roberts telling somebody off in a really funny way. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and then it is a comic performance. And I, I sort of like that the story is built around that. It's not yeah. built around this like underdog mythologizing. It's just kind of like, we're going to have some fun, but we're also going to tell a story that's like kind of serious and mm-hmm. we, we're going to mix them and you're going to be okay with it. And I was, it's enjoyable. Yeah. Another great line when she says, by the way, we had that water brought in specially for you folks. That was a very great line. I, I, I hope Aaron Brockovich really said that in real life. Yeah. When she tells her boss that all the <laughs> girls are out to lunch and he says, you're a girl, why aren't you out to lunch? And she says, I guess I'm not the right kind. Yeah. There's so many good lines. There are it. great lines. All right. What is your golden take, Mike? My golden take is that I sort of avoided this movie for a long time up until this series. Until you had to, because yeah, I made you watch it. You did, you did. <laughs> and I, I think it was kind of because I always felt like, well, first of all, I'm not really the biggest fan of social underdog stories, um, but also that I just felt like I knocked. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of right. I think that's my golden take is that I was right. Um, I mean, this is a good watch. Julia Roberts is great. Um, I kind of wish that the character is a little more complicated, but it's not the end of the world. And honestly, I had kind of a hard time coming up with a golden take for this Mm -hmm. because I don't have especially strong feelings about it positively or negatively, Mm -hmm. which is kind of a sign that it's solid but unexceptional, I think. Yeah, I think, well... I will say it's unexceptional in many ways. My golden take though is that this is a movie made for Julia Roberts. It is, um, it is, and in that sense, it is what a movie can do best. Showcase. Yes. 
it showcased the great, one of the great celebrities of 10, 20 years on either side. You know, Julie Roberts is like a major, major figure. Um, it's made, it's impossible though to separate her from the character. And so you, there's, there are different reviews that were saying like, yeah, I was, you know, I, you remembered, you couldn't forget the fact that she was still Julia Roberts, uh, Stephen Rosen, who I mentioned in the traffic episode. Um, you're constantly aware. Okay. He said, Roberts does what best movie stars do. She makes you believe in Aaron Brockovich as a living, breathing human being, even as you're constantly aware that you're watching Julia Roberts. And at first I thought that was a flaw of the movie, but the more I thought you're aware of Julia Roberts, like this is, you know, like she's like showing, showing her talents, you know, but the more I thought about it, it's like, well, why isn't that a good reason to have a movie to like let an actor, it's like a one actor show uh, or one, you know, one actor per play or something where you're going, who would you go pay money to go see on the screen? And if it was only for, you know, half the movie, um, are you as excited to pay for it than if, if you know, she's in every scene. So I, I think, um, because also I think that it, it, it was, it, it worked really well because of who Julia Roberts is in her previous movies, you know, in 1999, the year before that she was in Notting Hill and Runaway Bride. Yeah. Much different from Aaron Brockovich. She played Tinkerbell and she's adorable in those movies. The girl next door, the winning smile. Um, and even pretty woman when she really, you know, made it big, um, it was 10 years earlier and she was sort of naive and now she is the confident sex symbol, you know? And she, so to me watching this movie, it was like, we're watching the, the $20 million woman, um, we're watching the number one Forbes celebrity in, two, in, in the year 2000. We're watching the favorite, America's favorite movie star as she was voted in a Harris poll in 2001. Um, it's like we're watching for two hours the undisputed champion. We're watching <laughs> Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan. That, you know, that's what we're watching here. We're rooting for Julia Roberts becoming the greatest movie actress of that generation at the same time that we're kind of rooting for Aaron Brockovich. So it's sort of like a meta reason why I thought that ultimately I was kind of tempted to keep it in my top five because it just showcased her so much. Yeah. Cause it's kind of like at a certain point with an act actor, they have to, if, if they were doing a certain type of movie for a while, they have to jump to the yeah. next level in order to prove that they're not just a movie star. They're yeah. also an actor, right? You have to then, you know, not just do runaway bride movies, but you have to curse a lot. Yeah. To you become have to have the real moments, you know, which you, is, you have to be a sort of force of nature. And if w- I believe yeah. it, then it, you succeeded and you deserve the Oscar. Right. Something like that. Right. Um, which by the way, you can watch this movie edited on clear play, uh, which is what I did. Or so, unedited on Amazon prime. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. Um, which this is going to be interesting to talk about cast away. I'm going to be very deliberate in how I say that movie from now on. Okay. We're going to do a bonus episode. It was not nominated, but the same year, Cast Away was, you know, uh, Tom Hanks was nominated for Best Actor. Talk about a star vehicle. Talk about a star vehicle. Yeah. I felt like this is like very similar kinds of 
of of uh, star vehicles. Mm-hmm. So I would like to talk more about that in the upcoming Cast Away episode. <laughs> cast Away. All right, let's cast <laughs> away to trivia time. All right, let's do that. Actually, one more question for you. Okay. Is this a feminist movie? Uh, kind of. Yeah, what maybe. Kind of. I guess. Which one? I don't, I don't know. I don't. Yes or no? Yes. I don't care, <laughs> honestly. Because you don't like it to have a message. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't need a movie to teach me something. And, yeah. and I think that if, if you're a thoughtful movie person, then you go into movies sort of um, understanding and thinking that everybody has a story. So why wouldn't I think that a woman has a lesser story than a man? Mm. It's, it's a ridiculous idea. So well, in order for Erin Brockovich to be funny and just because she drops a lot of F-bombs, that doesn't empower her. Uh, what she yeah. did empowers her, and I, I was kind of already apt to believe that. We're both about, we're both big into Roger Ebert, I think. We Love him. Quoted him. Yeah, he's a legend. Um, the Muhammad Ali of yes. m- movie critics, for sure. Um, he thought that Julia Roberts' performance upstaged the story, in part because of the wardrobe. You know, hmm. you see so much cleavage that it almost like overwhelms the movie. But you and, can't not look at it. Yeah. He says, if the medium is the message, the message in this movie is sex. Well, that was a pretty blunt hmm. summary of it. Um, but that did raise some questions about how feminist the movie is because she's blatantly objectifying herself to get what she wants in the movie as the character. So I thought that was made it a very complicated feminist movie. Um, but it is kind of like, you know, the woman taking over the world and the single mom, like, you know, saving a town and, and everything. Yeah. And Julia Roberts getting 20 million, which sort of adds to the mystique of the movie in a way. Mm-hmm. Trivia. And I guess if Go society ahead. is that easy to mani- to manipulate, then she's going to take advantage of that. And why shouldn't she in <laughs> yeah, a way? You I know? guess. We it's... should be smarter than that, I guess. So Aaron Brockovich, the real Aaron Brockovich, who, by the way, of course, was a waitress. Did you hear about, did you I see didn't. this? Nope. Stumble upon this trivia? Aaron Brockovich wears a name tag, Julia, and is the waitress who serves Aaron in the restaurant. Oh, I did see that she it's was It's great. In. Yeah, that's cool. It's great. Um, but Aaron Brockovich did not really want Julia Roberts to portray her in the movie. What? How could you not? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Right? She thought Roberts didn't match her own physical appearance <laughs> and was too well-spoken. So let me tell you two people she recommended. Okay. Goldie Hawn. You can sort of understand Goldie Hawn. Uh, yeah, all right. You know, the loudmouth, you know, kind of attitude plus, you know, the the good looks. Sort of understand her as as possible. The other person she said she wanted was Roseanne Barr. Oh, nice. <laughs> now that's a different movie. It would movie. be a much different movie. You yes. would like it even more, wouldn't you? I think I would. Roseanne Barr as Aaron Brockovich. Oh, man, that's great. Wow. I love it. The real Aaron Brockovich actually got sick from chromium poisoning while she was investigating, but Steven Soderbergh didn't want it to seem like she was even more of a martyr, so he left that out. Yeah. Kind of interesting. He did make her sick in the movie, yeah. so it's like, you it's, kind it's of there, a, but it's yeah, not. Yeah. It didn't, yeah. Um, it made $250 million at the box office Not with bad. a budget of 52 original cut three hours. Oh, Steven on. Soderbergh. Yeah. Come on. No, nah, it's Show too long some for a movie like this. Yeah. I think part of the strength of this movie <laughs> is that it's kind of like a fun lighter thing. You know, it doesn't feel like you're buckling in for something super weighty. Yeah. Um, Julie Roberts has her smile insured for $30 million. Hmm. Okay. I love that. that yeah, that's just I guess. great. Julia Roberts turned down. Uh, this is just straight up Julia Roberts trivia, a couple of them. But um, she turned down the role of Sleepless in Seattle. Mm. She went to Meg Ryan. That's kind of interesting. Interesting. Um, when, uh, so she was later in um, 
Ocean's Eleven, of course, Steven Soderbergh. Mm-hmm. And when George Clooney and Brad Pitt found out that she was joining the cast, they sent her a card. And it said, we heard that you get 20 per film. And they gave her a $20 bill. <laughs> <laughs> Men. Good stuff. Um, I have two quick ones here. Yeah, go ahead. So for her portrayal, Julia Roberts became the first actress ever to win an Academy Award, a BAFTA, a Critics' Choice Award, a Golden Globe, and a National Board of Review. Oh, and a Screen Actors Guild Award for one single performance. Is this a we reward your past 10 years of lovable movies award or is this she deserved it? I think it's more of a we award your transition from one Mm -hmm. uh, sort of uh, movie star identity to another one. Another another one that's actually a real life trivia. Um, after the film came out, Aaron's ex boyfriend George, who's in the movie, and ex husband Sean Brown, who is not in the movie, they demanded three hundred and ten thousand dollars from Brockovich and from Masri, Ed Masri, who's the lawyer, or else they'd tell the media that those two had an affair. So after that, <laughs> they were both arrested, and wow. the charges were dropped against them. But their attorney, uh, John Jeffrey Rayner, was convicted of extortion and disbarred for that extortion. <laughs> there needs to be another movie about that. Yeah, Aaron maybe, Brockovich, maybe. too. I like how in the movie they just make George <laughs> like this. I mean, I guess this happened right after the release, so they yeah. couldn't have included this. But um, yeah, I just think that's funny. In the movie, yeah. he's kind of seen as a as a good guy. He's and then the in real ultimate, life, he extorts. <laughs> yeah, But the, actually, the, um, the, the Aaron, Aaron Eckhart character... They actually got along and he was hired as their, as the nanny, um, for like seven years after that. Oh, wow. So they, they did get along eventually. All right. So Aaron Brockovich, I'm going to reluctantly stick with my kick it. You never know. Maybe I'll change my mind. Who knows? I always like to change my mind, but I probably won't in the next episode, (laughs) we will talk about crouching tiger, hidden dragon, Joel Siegel. Good Morning America called this one of the best movies ever made. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk about this one. A young Chinese warrior steals a sword from a famed swordsman and then escapes into a world of romantic adventure with a mysterious man in the frontier of the nation. Sounds great, doesn't it? It does sound great. It was nominated for, get this, 10 Oscars, including the first ever foreign film, I think, right? To be nominated for Best Actor. So have you seen this before? Best Picture. Or would this be your first time? Uh, This was the first time. Okay. This will be my second time, um, but I'll I'll hold my thoughts. Please do. Don't (laughs) want to give anything away. So we want to hear from you. Uh, Send in your favorite martial arts movie. And we'll read your answers on the show. You can find us at bestpicturethis.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Best Picture This. Thanks to WNZF and Mark Gilliland for producing. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you get your pods. Until next time, thanks for listening to Best Picture This. And remember, it's never too late to go to law school. Or maybe you don't even have to go to law school. Just... Go in and, you know, change the world. <laughs>